Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How old am I? Stop, stop. How old are you? Don't. Both of you. Okay, separate. No, no, no. You don't. don't stop. Never. Guys, stop it. Take your nails in me. You guys, stop. Courtney. Courtney. You guys, stop it. One minute they're laughing, the next minute they're slapping each other. Like, what the f- is happening? This is crazy. F***ing whore. I can't believe this has gone this far for them to physically assault one another. It's that's so just, you don't, we don't treat sisters like that. before the episode begins I just wanted to do a quick announcement so I launched a Patreon last week um the episodes are going to start airing this Wednesday um if you have not heard of it and you're interested it's uh patreon.com slash ebbm podcast uh, the plan was to do, to recap the eight episode 2014 series, Lindsay, that she did for the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, I had started all the research for episode one um, because it was on demand. And then when I went back to finish the episode, all of the episodes were gone from on demand. However, you can still find episodes uh, two through seven on uh, YouTube. So I think if you just do like own series, Lindsay or something like that, you'll find it. Um, with that being said, 
so I have to obviously make some adjustments because it's an eight episode thing and I have only done like six and a half at this point. So, uh, so for episode one, I'm planning on just giving you guys like a lot of backstory, um, and then recapping as much of the first episode as I saw. And just like, it's, it's going to be like a whole history of Lindsay, um, where she's at up to this point, which I think is actually going to be pretty interesting. Um, episodes two through seven are going to be available. And then I think I might just do like a, for episode eight, like a, where is she now? Where are we going? Yada, yada, yada. What happened to Lindsay post, you know, that, uh, season. Um, so yeah, for the people that were planning on watching it on demand as I saw it, very sorry, but most of the episodes are available on YouTube. So with that being said, have a great day and I will... Talk to you later. Enjoy the episode. You guys, hello. It's me again, Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, reporting live from inside Yolanda Foster Hadid's old fridge. How are we doing, you guys? We've made it another week. I hope that you guys are, you know, I I think we're getting into the groove of things and trying to ride this wave out, you guys. I really thought we would be over with it. Well, not over with it. I thought the worst would be over. It doesn't seem to be the case, but I'm hoping that everybody's um, really going to, you know, I start the week just hoping that everybody's going to do the right thing and, you know, uh, make good choices. Um, Last weekend, I um, completely went off on a McDonald's employee. I usually don't talk about my business on this. That's literally why the show is called Everyone's Business But Mine. But you guys, I lost it. I lost it. And I have no problem saying that. What happened, y'all, is um, a few days ago, I was not even eating at McDonald's, but I saw one of the employees walk out of McDonald's, walk to their friend who was smoking something, whether it be a cigarette or a joint doesn't matter. However, the, the McDonald's employee was sharing this smoking thing with a, I'm just going to say it's a joint because who shares cigarettes is weird. Um, they were smoking a joint with their friend, with their gloves on that they had left the establishment with sharing the mouth stuff with each other. And he went back in to McDonald's and I was like, I can't take this. I cannot see this teenage idiot, you know, potentially, uh, you know, contaminate other people. Like, first of all, you know, let's not be sharing mouse stuff with anybody. I don't care if you guys live with each other. I just think it's a poor choice because you can be, you can be asymptomatic and have no idea. And then, you know, we're in a bad way. So that's number one. Number two is if he went back and continued to, you know, make food or pass money off to people, then he's putting his mouth in that person's mouth on stuff and blah, blah, blah. Did I have to curse out a teenager? Yes. Do I feel bad about it? No, because frankly, I was right. So, you know, if, if I'm having to curse out a teenager for the greater good, <laughs> then, then I think, you know, the times they are changing. I literally have never like Tyra Banks. I have never had to yell at a person like this in my life. I truly lost it. 
<laughs> but I'm feeling fine now and hopefully he's learned his lesson. Anyway, let's get on with the show. This week I'm going to be doing, um, I brought my sister back on Kelly to recap Married at First Sight. So that is the bulk of the uh, episode that'll be at the end of this. Um, but again, I just want to do like a little everyone's business, but Rona, what can we do to distract ourselves from the hellscape that we're living in? Number one, um, Leslie Jordan, famed actor. Um, he probably is most known for being on uh, Will and Grace, I would imagine. That's probably how most people my age would know him. But uh, he is like a, an incredible character actor. You know him when you see him. He's got this incredible Southern accent. He's just so funny. Broadway, I think he's like a big Broadway guy um, as well. So he has taken to Instagram doing these like, um, you know, like pillow chats where he's laying on his pillows and talking about different stories that happened in his life. And he's just so funny. It's such a great, like, please follow Leslie Jordan on Instagram. His little anecdotes and like all the things that he does are so, so funny. Um, these stories about like being a, really interested in baton twirling when he was a kid and how <laughs> his father was just like oh you know like he loved me but he just had such a hard time like he couldn't figure me out and he's just so funny there's a great story about him um accidentally doing a gram of cocaine and how he was the dancing queen it's just great the content is great and I think he's doing it every day now and they're all he's just a true true delight so if you guys don't follow Leslie Jordan on Instagram I highly highly recommend it um number two uh, there, um, okay. So obviously because of La Rona, we are having to deal with the very real fact that like television, new TV shows are going to be practically non-existent in the next coming season. Um, and people are trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to do it all? How are we going to make this work? Um, it was announced, uh, a couple days ago or maybe yesterday that the Real Housewives of Atlanta were going to be doing their reunion um, via a video chat. So all the girls and Andy will be doing all of this. Um, I don't love the idea. I think we could be patient because we do have so many shows that are about to come out. But I do also understand that like you know, maybe we don't want to have a reunion six months down the pike or whoever, who knows how far, you know, how long we're going to have to wait, um, to have these reunions. But yeah, so apparently they're going to be filming, uh, via video chat. I think it's going to be very interesting. Obviously I think, you know, not being in person makes things more difficult to, I mean, you can see faces, you can read the room, but like, it's it's going to be very different. I am not super excited about it, but I think I am interested in seeing like how they're going to be able to execute all this. I wonder if the girls are going to be like in full hair and makeup and, and wardrobe. I, I just want to see how this all shakes out. Um, secondly, uh, <laughs> so last week I, I was... I think I told you guys about how Mason Disick had uh, taken to Instagram and then uh, TikTok to spill the tea on all of his family members. 
but now he has found himself in a feud with one makeup mogul slash YouTuber, Jeffree Star. So on April 2nd, Mason went live on TikTok with um, Addison Ray, I guess, who's like a very popular uh, TikTok girl. And he was really, she asked him basically who his favorite beauty guru, <clears throat> excuse me, who his favorite beauty gurus were. Um, but Mason's response was, I don't really watch the makeup YouTubers, but I think James Charles, he's really nice because Jeffree Star is like spoiled AF. Um, obviously people picked up on that and, and, you know, it went viral. Uh, Jeffrey <laughs> has issued an official response for Mason by saying, I had $500 in my bank account six years ago. Maybe he's confused with his own privilege versus mine being self-made. Hopefully his father can educate him soon. So um, I don't think we've seen a beef like this with one of the Kardashian kids since Nicki Minaj got upset with Kylie and also Stormy for... Um, because this is when Sicko Mode came out and uh, Nikki's new album came out. They were both touring and uh, Kylie had done like promo basically saying like, oh, if you guys come to the Astroworld tour, me and Stormy are going to be there. Nikki then got upset with Kylie and Stormy for even advertising that they would be there um, in order to sell albums and the beef commenced from there. It was a, a very embarrassing thing for Nicki Minaj. And I say that as somebody who, not me, um, considering Nicki is, you know, uh, the sister of a pedophile <laughs> and the wife of a uh, pedophile, I think, somebody who sexually assaulted somebody. It was pretty embarrassing to go after a literal infant at the time, but I digress. Um, my third suggestion, and this is going to go right into my first topic and really only topic. I'm only going to talk about one thing is you guys, um, the, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians just started the first two episodes of season 18 have now aired and, Obviously, the big thing that happened within those episodes was the fight between Kim and Courtney. Um, I'm going to give a lot of context to that for people who might not know. Um, so I'll get into that in a second. However, if you just want to see the fight, and obviously that is the most interesting part, um, Drita Dievanzino from uh, Mob Wives, who is an icon. I never watch Mob Wives, but like I can recognize a bad bitch when I see one, and I very much see that in Drita. She um, uh, has been doing these commentaries on the fight and they are flawless. They're perfect. They're everything. They're Linda Evangelista. They are so funny. They offer so much context into like how you fight, why they're fighting. Um, it's just, it, it is the two funniest things. Like I had, cracked up watching these videos. They're so, so funny. Even if you're not a fan of Keeping Up or the Kardashians, it's, it's worth a watch. So she posted that on her Instagram, both videos, so you can check those out. So yeah, I'm going to get into Keeping Up. I had, uh, I was initially going to be, well, I did do a recap of episode one with Courtney Soliday. Unfortunately, um, the, uh, 
stuff got scrapped. A lot of the audio was fucked up, so I couldn't post it. But you guys follow at Courtney Soliday on on Twitter. Um, she's a great girl. Uh, so this fight really, I felt was for me. It was a manna from heaven. Many of you know, I had a Kardashian podcast, so I was feeling like the hundreds of hours, the years that I invested into this family only to have it ruined, (laughs) but I digress, um, has, uh, culminated to this moment. I think it was a thank you from the universe, a thank you for being a friend. I traveled down that road and back again. My heart was pure. I was a pal and a confidant. And if they threw a party and invited everyone I knew, the biggest gift would be from the Kardashians. And the sign attached would say, Kim, you're a literal fucking cunt and I don't want to be around your fat ass. Um, So with my encyclopedic knowledge of the Kardashians, I felt like I wanted to offer a lot of context as to why this fight was so great from my perspective. So this feud has been brewing for a while. If you guys watch the show, this has been like a years long kind of back and forth tussle between Kim, Courtney and Chloe. So I have a lot of theories that I think are pretty close to fact. And as far as I can tell from what I, we see on the show and what we see on social media, obviously I don't know them personally, but I do know a lot about them. So from what I was able to cobble together, this is my theory on why these three women are having such a discord between them. So let's start with Courtney and Scott. The relationship between Courtney and Scott has was been has been one of the major storylines in the since the beginning of the show. They started dating. They were, you know, back and forth, back and forth drama. And Courtney gets pregnant and they decide to make it work. Scott is a shithead. He's got substance abuse issues. He's got emotional issues. He's a mess. They break up. And from that point, I think Chloe, excuse me, Courtney made a vow to herself to not reveal so much of her relationships on the show moving forward, which is a completely fair thing because that relationship was a a lot and it was a lot for her and nobody can take that away from her. Scott put her through a lot of strife and it is completely fair that she would want to, you know, hold her relationships more close to her chest. However, in my opinion, I think she went about it the wrong way and with the wrong person. So after Scott, she, you know, started you know, it was just dating freely to the point where it's like, yeah, maybe you don't want to talk about the guy that you're banging, you know, who cares? But she starts dating Eunice. And this is like the really beginning of her, like really kind of, uh, you know, like fighting back with the other sisters with regard to the show and what she's willing to show. So she starts dating Eunice. But at the same time, Kim and Chloe are like basically bleeding out for the show. So even though, you know, we see more of Kanye, even though he was very, um, you know, there was a time where Kim was not really on the show as much because she was, you know, 
Kanye was really not into the cameras and all of that. And that was her relationship. However, she still did what she could. And you couldn't really tell a whole big difference between, you know, Kim holding back a little bit more because she was still willing to film with the family and have these family storylines. And obviously we know, you know, we've seen Chloe's disaster of relationships with not only Lamar, but Tristan. Um, so, you know, all of this was on display for all to see. Uh, Kanye's on the show more, you know, Lamar was very willing and interested in being on the show to the point where they had their own spinoff. We saw a lot of Tristan. We saw, um, I think her relationship with Tristan was probably the beginning and of Courtney, of Chloe kind of siding more with Kim because Tristan was living in Cleveland. So she's traveling back and forth to do filming and, and make all of that work. And then I think when she got pregnant with True, I think is where really it kind of sank into her how much work she was doing um, and how much work Kim was doing. Now, Chloe has been publicly quoted as saying, I don't even think on the show, like maybe on interviews is saying that like she kind of vibed more with Kim's style of parenting versus Courtney's. And that when she got pregnant, Kim, she and Kim became much closer. So also half of the original cast is now gone. So, you know, we don't have Caitlin, um, so we don't have the relationship between Caitlin and Chris. We don't have Rob. Um, Kylie's in hiding because she's pregnant and nobody knows. Well, you know, generally the public didn't know. I knew. Um, and, you know, Kendall's traveling the world being an, an inter- international supermodel. So I I have to imagine that when that happened... The three girls, and I'm using the three girls, I'm going to just say that for, synonymous with Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. So the three girls are have probably come and decided like, hey, we've always been the heart of the show. We've always been the most paid. Um, we have a, executive producers credits. So, you know, we're going to have to be pulling in more work. We're going to have to be filming more to make up for the fact that like now, you know, three people, four people are now gone from the cast. So you know, Chloe now is pregnant with true. She's trying to make her relationship work with Tristan. She has started good American. Um, Kim has her children, Kanye, um, KKW and everything that she does under her Kim Kardashian brand. Courtney has her children. I believe that prior to Chloe getting pregnant, Courtney had probably convinced her that, you know, I'm a mom, I'm doing all this and that and the third, and it's really hard. And you can't relate to that because you don't have a child yet. Um, but once Courtney, Chloe had the child, I think she saw like, oh, Courtney's really not pulling her weight the way she should be in the way that I am. And certainly not the way that Kim is. So, but at the same time, we're all getting paid the same amount of money as three. So, okay, so I think from there, it bred a lot of resentment because on top of like 
Courtney doesn't really have the excuse of saying, I'm a mom, it's so hard. And also she's hopping from vacation to vacation with Eunice and then coming home, sitting on her phone all day and talking about how she just wants to be a stay at home mom. Like it just isn't really adding up. But Courtney doesn't have that perspective because she's feeling like, you know, she's creating this new life. And I feel very confident that Eunice was in her ear when they were together. And I think that they still kind of hook up that Eunice was telling her, you know, these people are being so rude to you. You should be doing your own thing, finding your own life, taking me on vacations. Like this is the life that you should be living. And I think he really got in her head about all of that. So now there's a shift and now the tight relationship between Courtney and Chloe has now shifted to, in her mind, Courtney and Kim versus, excuse me, Kim and Chloe versus Courtney. So now we get to the show. There's a situation where Kylie slash Kylie Cosmetics is going to be doing a fashion show for Balmain in Paris. She was supposed to be the creative director and, you know, help do the girl's makeup for the show. And she was also supposed to close the show. Unfortunately, she got strep throat. She had to go be admitted into the hospital. Not a chance in hell that she's flying to Paris at this point. Chris is in Paris scrambling to try and get either Kim or Kendall to come out to Paris to walk the show. I don't think it was explicitly stated why Kendall didn't do it. But Kim didn't want to do it because she felt like it was a sort of like a confusing, I don't know if conflict of interest is the right term, but like it would be like brand confusion for her to be walking the show on behalf of Kylie Cosmetics when she has her own KKW Cosmetics beauty line. So she didn't want to do it. So now the girls and Kendall are at Chloe's house. They're hanging out. Um, And... Chloe and Courtney are, like, talking and doing their own thing. They're all sitting close to each other, but, like, they're kind of having their own conversation, so they don't hear what is what conversation Kim is having with Kendall. Kendall, Kim is saying that, you know, I feel really bad for mom because, uh, you know, Kylie's not able to do this, and, like, we don't really are not or can't or don't want to do this, and I just feel bad for her that she's out in Paris not, you know, having a solution to this issue. Um, and she's also so used to, uh, me, Kendall and Chloe, well, really just me and Chloe, you know, doing whatever we can to get the job done. And Kendall remarks to Kim like, oh yeah, well, I'm the same way. Like I'll do what I can to do, you know, to be there and and get the job done too. To which Kim replies, well, you you have your anxieties and that keeps you from doing things. Obviously that is a very annoying thing for Kendall to hear. So she's like, so they like start getting into it and she's like, what the fuck? Like I do my thing. It really wasn't that big of a deal, but it grabs the attention of Chloe and Courtney who weren't paying attention. So Chloe's like, wait, what are you guys getting into it about? So Kim says, and I, I believe that the beginning of this was fairly staged um so kim repeats what she says she's like well i said that like me and you will do what we can to get the job done she's like i excluded courtney because you know that's not really your vibe and courtney gets really mad it you know snaps in her and she 
calls Kim a cunt. She says, I do the work. I work very hard. But even if I don't want to work and I want to be a stay at home mom, that's fine. Um, you literal fucking cunt. So, so then they like start to get into like a little wrestling match. Kim throws an elbow. It all looks very like staged. Chloe and Kendall are both like keeping themselves from laughing. And you can even see that, um, Kim and uh, Courtney are laughing a little bit too. But then it gets too far because Courtney digs her nails into Kim's precious skin and Kim loses it. They start slapping at each other hard. Kim gets two good licks in and then you can you can just tell and maybe I know this because I can tell when things go wrong and I do you guys remember if you watch a show there was a time where they were in, I want to say Dubai, and Scott was on a trip with them. This was when he and Courtney were not together, but like kind of talking to each other. It was like, maybe we'll get back together if you can get your shit together, Scott. But like at this point, they were like officially not together, but like kind of, it was it was shaky at that point. So they were, Kim went to Dubai with all her friends. She had a job and Scott joined them. They all got this, like, you know, those suites in Dubai are, like, crazy. They figure out that Scott had brought a girl into his room. Um, So there, Kim goes and finds a girl. The poor girl's hiding in the bathroom. And just to look, if you guys can find this clip, you can see Kim's face is like, ooh, I just got this bitch. Like, I'm going to go off on her. You can tell that she just is, like, reveling in the fact that, like, she caught this girl and she is, like, going to call her a whore and eventually tell Kanye that she went ghetto on this girl. It's, I can't get into that part. But anyway, you can tell, I can tell the face that Kim makes where she's like, oh, I'm going to get this bitch. And that is the exact face that Kim made once Courtney scratched her. And, they're getting in a fight. Kim has her back to the cameras, so you can only see Courtney's face. And that was doubly confirmed that uh, this was real because Courtney looks like a rabid animal. Like, she is not playing. They're slapboxing each other. Like, they're truly, like, hitting each other. All of Kim's body makeup is smudged all over Chloe's pristine white walls. <laughs> It is truly one of the greatest things that I've ever seen. Um, Chloe's having to clean them up with wipes. Courtney, they fought each other. They were slapping each other into the bathroom. So they're Courtney, Chloe and Kendall separate them. Kim walks away. Courtney's still in the bathroom, like obviously like still very hype and raging you know, she gets in Chloe's face and Chloe's like, listen, bitch, I got these Amazonian jeans. Like I will slap the shit out of you if you even put your hands on me. So don't try it, bitch. I got the OJ jeans. Um, so Kendall is dressed like Kurt Cobain for some reason. She's completely cowering into the wall. Like you could tell she just wants to die. This was a truly great scene. Honestly, if you guys are not fans of keeping up, I would suggest it. I don't know. I'm really petty in that way. And I love to watch a fight. So <laughs> maybe if that's not your thing, then it's not your thing. But I think hopefully I added a lot of context into why this fight got so heated. Um, yeah.
so with that being said, you guys, uh, here is my recap with my dear sister Kelly of Married at First Sight. You guys, an yet another episode that they really got down and dirty with the mess. So I hope if you watch the show or if you don't watch the show, but you love the recaps, this is another great recap. I have so much fun uh, recording with Kelly. So here you go. You guys, Married at First Sight was yet another hot mess this week, and here to join me again is my beloved sister, Kelly. Kelly, thank you for joining me. Hello. This is like <laughs> second time. I'm still totally not professional, but I'm here. You're here, and I appreciate you for not being professional, though. Um, but I have two quick questions for you before we begin. Um, so you are a maven of working from home. You've been doing it for years now. Do you have any tips or tricks or advice for people who are now transitioning into a work from home lifestyle? How do you make it work? That's a good question because um, I normally am very focused. I don't, you know, I'm, I can get my work done. I probably work longer working from home. Um, in general, but these days I'm completely distracted by everything that's going on around us. I can't focus. All I want to do is eat snacks and take naps and it's just not normal, but you know, I don't, and everybody I asked has pretty much said the same thing. So I don't think that this is a good time to, uh, for me to provide advice that I'm not even using myself. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we'll circle back on that in the future. Um, so I had another question for you. Can you name three housewives that aren't from Atlanta? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> the only ones I remember are the ones, well, maybe um, Kyle, Kim, and... The one with the accent. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Lisa Van. Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Okay, well, she has the restaurants and stuff, and she drinks rosé wine all the time. Yes. Okay, I'll give you half credit for that. But she's not on the show anymore, and neither is Kim. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's because they were both drinking too much. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, girl. Let's, let's get into Mary at first sight. Um, so... Basically, Mindy and Zach seem to be officially done, and the four other couples are going to be going on a couple's retreat to sort of, you know, we're like eight or nine days to decision day, and this retreat is supposed to manipulate them into feeling closer to each other so that they want to say yes at decision day, basically. Um, so we see all the couples driving there. Katie, of course, Freckles is annoyed. And she says that the poem from last week that he wrote 10 years ago was still sticking with her. And she's confused because he, Derek hasn't had that sort of emotion with her. And she's unsure if he can get there in time for decision day. How do you feel about that? She made the statement that he has not expressed himself in that way in the entire seven weeks. And I'm like, oh, my God, you want him to just come out swinging. And, but you're not. So I'm kind of confused about that because 
she's wanting him to make all these commitments and professions and all of these different things that she's not doing. The only thing she's actually doing very good job at is complaining, um, telling him he what he's not doing and fighting with him, picking fights with him. So yeah. I don't understand. I still don't get, you know, where she is coming with this criticism of him. I, I fully agree. She seems to, she started to allude to the fact later in the episode that there are things that we're not seeing about their relationship. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. So, right. um, so Katie says, they, they're asking like each other, you know, why do you think that your last relationships failed? Which is like such a laughable conversation to be having. Like you guys are 25 and 26. Right. Like, mm. <laughs> um, your last relationship failed because you graduated from high school. Exactly. Um, He wasn't the best communicator um, and that Katie says that with her college boyfriend that she was insecure and that it led to a lot of fights. Now, do you think that she has any introspection of how that relationship is now the current relationship that she's in? I mean, that's exactly my point. Like you're you're referring to a time when you were 18 to 21, potentially, and now all of a sudden you're an expert? No, ma'am. Um, right. She is, again, she's not professing her love. She's not showing him what she wants. She can, she claims she is, but I'm not seeing it. We're, either the entire part that she's doing has not been filmed. I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, they both agree that maybe they were looking for the wrong people. Derek says that, like, you know, this is kind of why he wanted to do the show do the experiment because you know maybe I was looking for the wrong people and this will help me like get some perspective on what it is that I actually need right Uh, his answer was something that made sense her answer was I pick fights with people and you know etc etc his answer was actually something that sounded valid for his age and what probably happens to most people Right. And she, Katie also mentioned that like her boyfriend wasn't really initiating things. And I guess she was trying to like make a hint, but to me, it just sounds, I don't, it just sounds like more of the same. Like she's found herself in the same relationship, but I think, you know, obviously I can't speak to her ex-boyfriend, but it sounds exactly like what she's doing now. Exactly. And it, it does sound that she's just continuing to sing that same song and, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of her, and this episode just made it worse. Yeah, I agree. They, they go to the, they're the first people to arrive at the house, and this house is huge. Like, do you remember the house from last season that they went on the couple's retreat on? It was, like, a condo, basically, but this is, like... Well, (laughs) the only thing I remember about the last one is that it had that huge spider in it, and they tried to pretend like they didn't see it. Ugh, yeah. And didn't tell anybody. This one was big, but it was still very 80s. And, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what the deal is, but they probably need to find better places. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a little bit more modern. Um, but, yeah, they're the ones that first to arrive. They get the biggest room. Jessica and Austin arrive second. And poor Austin has to tote around Jessica's crock pot. Why she brought a crock pot is beyond me. Like, doesn't production provide you guys with food? <laughs> what are you bringing a crockpot for? She must well, have been- Austin's a good sport. He, 
he really did not want to bring that. And he really wanted to tell her how ridiculous she was, but he didn't do it. He just, like a good man, whatever the woman says, you just go with it, leave it alone, leave it at that. So that's what he did. And that's what, that's what, I guess he didn't really have a choice. (laughs) I mean, she, we we remember that he was saying like, he kind of wanted somebody like his mom and she definitely seems to be fulfilling that. She's like a mom. So (laughs) I don't know if she's like his mom. (laughs) she's acting like a mom yeah yeah for real so then we get to brandon and taylor and we get like camera footage of brandon saying that taylor told him that the night before she was gonna go out with friends to a hotel for like 30 or 40 minutes which doesn't make any sense to me and that but she never came back she texted him in the morning saying that she fell asleep at the hotel so he's feeling type of way about that he says he has no idea who her friends are but then later he keeps saying that they're dude like he keeps saying he he mm-hmm. um uh yeah so he says he has no fr- no idea who they are that the story doesn't add up to him and he hasn't said anything to her but he wants to confront her on the retreat which i think is so immature well i thought about that and i was like um He didn't say he wanted to confront her on the retreat. He said he wanted to confront... They're going to have to discuss it at some point. And I thought about it because I'm the type of person that I guess in that moment, because later on he goes on to another tangent, but in that moment, I kind of somewhat argue like him. I like to sit, sit on things and make sure that it's really something that I need to bring up, um, make sure I get all my evidence cleared and then bring it up. And so a lot of times I'm the type of person I will sit on something and bring it up later. And I know that's not a good thing to do, but I really don't like confrontation. So but I think I he really think about whether or not I'm going to say something. I think that he was waiting for the maximum impact. So he could <laughs> and act like, I don't think he's trying to gather receipts or anything like that or making sure that, no, he wanted to fight and he was planning on fighting and he was going to be a little sourpuss and fall asleep in the car like he did until something popped up, until he was ready to strike. Right. Well, the difference between me and him is I, I will delay my argument for whatever my reasons are, but I'm going to act like everything's fine. And then catch you, hit, catch you off guard. <laughs> You'll be like, wait a minute, I thought we was cool. No, we're not cool. I got some stuff that I need to bring up. <laughs> when she, Zach was trying to do a cheer, she's like, actually, I'm not cheers into that. Right, exactly. And so he <laughs> he at least lets you know that he's uh, about to be topsy-turvy by right, acting and taking a nap or whatever he was doing. Yeah, but I mean, he's being so like weird about like She obviously knew that he felt some type of way mm-hmm. and you know, and she had to just wait for that to happen. So, oh, I, I, he's a weirdo. But anyway, yeah. So she's driving. She's trying to have a good conversation. But he's like, well, I'm just gonna go sleep and put my headphones in and listen to some music. So Taylor's like, all right, girl. So just do what you want. She's like, he hasn't said a thing to me. So I hope that what his behavior is not because he's upset about what happened the night before. Right. Um, so then we get to Katie and Jessica. So they're outside, they're having drinks and they're like, you know, talking about what's going on in their relationship. Jessica's 
fine. She says that things are good. And Katie's like, oh, here it comes. She's saying that there's no passion between them and that she was kind of jealous that Jessica said that she, you know, told him that she loved him because she and Derek are not in that space at all. And that a lot of time that they don't really vibe well and that she's annoyed with everything that he does and says. And Jessica's like, well, my only really gripe with Austin is that, you know, his work schedule and right. that I the depth to which it was going to be. And I, I, I'm really, I like Jessica because even though she's kind of dorky, she'll always call people out at some point <laughs> behavior. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely does. And that's a good thing. She's, and you know, she was trying to, I guess, make her freckles feel like, okay, yeah, well, you're not the only one that has problems. You know, I I had a problem too. This is actually a real serious problem. Yours is the crap that you make up in your head. Um, So then freckles actually gave her a good advice (laughs) at the moment. I think she said something along the lines of, you know, maybe it's good that you guys have some space when he's on vacation because we've spent so much time together. You can get to miss him. And I was like, wow, she actually gave good advice. Because that is true. They have spent yeah. a lot of time together and she probably will appreciate him, you know, yeah. even if that. Right. Because, I mean, the reality of it is, like, y'all are being forced to film. And so... Yeah. Even if you guys are super close, you're probably going to be still spending more time because the cameras are there and because you have to do these certain activities. And, you you know, it's not going to be like every weekend he's putting flower petals on the ground. Right. And, you know, right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she's like, you know, it, it probably is best that you understand that the reality of like an actual relationship, like it's not going to be like this forever. And. Yeah. I, Jessica was saying that like she is kind of weird about things like when people go then it, it's just harder for her to get back in the groove of our this is our relationship this is my relationship to you so she's worried about that yeah uh, well you can't be worried about something that hasn't occurred yet so I, I agree um, there, so Derek and Austin start talking and Austin says that they've been butting heads a little but really it's not anything like a big deal it's like maybe we'll start like you know it'll get a little snippy on text, but then we have a one-on-one conversation and things end up being fine. And Derek says that basically Katie's never satisfied. <laughs> and, but that's not what he says really, but he does mm-hmm. basically say that. And this is that like when he's, when Katie's upset that he tries to defuse the situation, but then she'll be like, Oh, well, why didn't you chase me? Why didn't you argue with me? But like, she just, you can't win for losing with her. Can't, uh, I don't know how he's sticking in there with this because she's she's frustrating. She's very frustrating, and it only gets worse. Uh, so Brandon and Taylor arrive. He's like, I don't know any of these people, so and I'm like fighting with Taylor, so this is going to be really awkward. And he doesn't make it any better because he's still got his stupid little AirPods in, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go. But they said that they didn't even have service, like cell phone service. So where is he going? What is he going to do? It's not like he has to work or anything. Um, Well, he was staring at his phone awful lot. And I don't know what he was doing if they didn't have service. That's what I was wondering. Um, So Brandon sits down for like two seconds and then he leaves. By the way, Taylor's wig is back. We have to talk about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I have a note here about how the sunglasses are not holding that up. <laughs> they're, they're only hurting you, girl. They keep pushing your hairline back and revealing, again, that you're not wearing... Wear a wig cap. <laughs> I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, um, are we going to go into this right now or later? <laughs> this right now. I'm ready anytime. <laughs> okay, because here's, here's a problem that's happening right now with sisters and people in general. Um, you know, with everything that's going on, the salons are shut down, which is not her excuse. And no. this is a pre-COVID, uh, pre-COVID wig uh, <laughs> debacle. So <laughs> she, you know, a lot of people are going to be out here, you know, fighting for whatever they can do with their hair because the salons are closed. Right. And um you know, a lot of people are probably going to wind up wearing wigs and they're probably going to wind up having to do something and figure out what to do with their hair. But I can guarantee you, even the average person <laughs> is going to know that you can't hold your wig on with sunglasses. So hopefully, you know, people don't look at her as an example because there's going to be a lot of people running around looking crazy if that's what they're doing. I mean, especially when you have a 10-pound wig on, like, you need to put, like, a bobby pin in. Uh, well, know, it should be eliminated from any website that you can possibly order from immediately. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that Taylor wig is still available, it needs to be deleted so that nobody else has to deal with what she's been dealing with, which is keeping it on her head. So, I'm going to do something. And see if I can find that wig online. <laughs> I should have done this weeks ago. <laughs> but, Look up Taylor uh, wig, mop wig, rag <laughs> wig, and hundred pack of hair wig. And see, if you, <laughs> see if you find it that way. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, so what happens after that? So yeah, Taylor's talking to the girls, and she says. She doesn't know what Brandon's going on, what's going on with Brandon. And they basically don't do a lot together. And Katie, again, starts this campaign about how Derek does not initiate anything within their marriage. Then we see Mika and Michael. They're driving. <clears throat> Mika seems to be in probably the best mood we've seen her all season. She's trying mm-hmm. to have a conversation with him. But Michael's got his, like, emo beanie on. And he's not even trying to talk to her. Right. She's saying how excited she is about the retreat and to see everybody and she likes everybody and they're like this is going to be a good time and he's like mm-hmm. he's just rubbing his goatee which I know is a bad sign because that's what he does every time he starts to lie and then that's also I'm going to start, doing. I'm start <laughs> closing my eyes looking up in the in the sky and rubbing my chin or something else Mika asks him what he Michael's looking forward to, and he says that he just wants to hang out with the guys and maybe watch some football. Okay. Right. Then she gave him the sister. I know you didn't say, just say that look, and I knew right. that point forward he was in trouble. Why would you even <laughs> say that? It's a couple's retreat. This is not a guy's weekend. If it was a guy's weekend, then what you said would have been appropriate. But this is a couple's weekend. So your answer to her should not have been, I just want to hang out with my homies and watch football. Because you know she's not doing that. That was ridiculous. 
even if it was a couple's weekend, I could see that. But the whole point is for you guys to get closer as a couple. Like, it would be one thing if a bunch of couples got a house and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm be excited to hang out with the boys. And, you know, y'all can even do the hang out with the girls and do that and that. But that wasn't the point. That the was point definitely was, not the point. Yeah. So he's he's tripping. And so Mika's like, well... I hope that I what I want to accomplish from this weekend is that we can be able to have a conversation that is natural and that is, you know, that Michael natural actually lives. wants. Right. That something that Michael actually wants to engage in and that he doesn't completely shut down. She's like, well, do you feel like we've made any progress since the recommitment thing? Because if anything, I kind of feel like we've regressed and that we've taken steps back. And he was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, okay. No. <sighs> so, you co- uh, you coming off a, a slew of lies. The best thing you can do is try to talk, talk to her and tell her things that are actually true. Right. By communicating with her. He's right. That whole moment just irritated me. He is kind of pulling a Brandon in that, like, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, well, uh, yeah, I was gonna say it almost seemed like they they were in cahoots. Like we just gonna show up, we gonna sit there outside, watch football. We ain't we ain't really here for that. No, no, dude, you can't do that. You are not Brandon. You not that cool, and you need to fix your whole you yeah. know persona that everybody has about you. You can't you can't come in like Brandon right now. You you need to start telling the truth any way possible. Yeah, and I wonder if outside of Taylor, the other two girls know about how much of a liar he's been. Because well, they know they're gonna know, <laughs> right? Um, so they arrive, and everybody can tell immediately that Mika and Michael are not happy with each other. That's uh, the second time they've showed up somewhere where they came in separately. Right. It's on the honeymoon, and this was the second time. Right. Um, so, Mika, Derek's like, Mika, I'll make you a drink. She's like, please. So, he's making margaritas for Mika and Taylor, and this is where Katie's bullshit begins. Mm-hmm. She's eyes at Derek immediately, and the ball begins to roll. So, they're all making dinner, having drinks, you know. They all sit down to eat their tacos. Derek sits next, next to Taylor, which is another problem. Right. Like, she like, immediately points out that he wasn't sitting next to her. Immediately. So, Michael... Oh, and- he yeah. <laughs> He's sitting across from you. That seat wasn't even open, so you want everybody to shift seats so he can sit next to you? Right, and it's not like well, he... Look at him eye to eye. He couldn't sit at, he already had Jessica sitting next to her. He couldn't right. sit on that end of the table because of filming. It was right. a little logistical reason why he couldn't sit there. So um, she made that comment off jump. Off rip. So Michael and Brandon are still doing their little, little mean girls thing. They're coming in. All the cast wants to like take a shot. Brandon's like, no, I don't take a shot because I got to work tomorrow. And Michael doesn't want to. And Brandon says he's not hungry. So Michael basically takes his taco and they go back to go kiki with each other. I and- think they're in cahoots the entire time. Because Michael, 
came in like he was trying to be a Brandon, but he can't be a Brandon. He, he thinks that Brandon is an alpha, and he's not. <laughs> he's yeah, just cool. They were definitely in cahoots. Definitely. He was following him around. He's not going in there to hang out with people. He's also not hungry and he's also not taking those shots. Be your own self, man. Be your own person. So somebody asked Mika if she wants to talk about her relationship. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're trying to take shots and you know, eventually they do. Um they're, you know, the couples, whoever's left at the table. Um, are talking about their relationship. Jessica, um, okay, so Derek is talking to Mika and Taylor, by the way, and Katie's saying things like, this is ruining my marriage, and I'm going to throw up. Because he he started off by saying, well, after they took that shot, I think he was trying to say, how you doing? But he's like, how are you doing? Like, right. Williams, that set her all the way off. I'm like, really? And then because he was, I guess, a little bit tipsy and maybe doing a little bit too much talking to other people, it was too much for her? I don't know. That's, I couldn't believe how she was acting at the table. You could tell that he had been drinking a little bit too too much. Because at the end of the night, he's looking real turnt. And then... Yeah, I mean, he's just totally being silly. And the fact that, like, he dares to make a woman laugh by just being goofy and dumb is, -hmm. like, completely setting her off. But Jessica is trying to, like, change the subject. And she tells everybody that she told Austin that she loves her. Um, Derek gives advice to Austin saying, you know, I just advise that you don't tell her you love her back until you're 120% sure. Right. pisses Katie off to the moon. So Katie gets well, up- said, I like I like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said I like I really like you. Katie gets up and walks from the table, which makes it awkward. And Jessica says for everybody. For everybody. And so Jessica's like, this is why I don't really like talking about me and Austin's relationship because then it sets off other people and it makes them feel like they're supposed to be where we are and you know, I was just like, I almost feel guilty for being happy. And girl, please. I'm like, <laughs> we're so in love. <laughs> right. <laughs> just make out at the table. Um, right. So Jessica and Mika go and find Katie. And then it, that upsets Katie because Derek didn't go find her. And then she goes off about flirting, how Derek is flirting with Taylor. And they're like, what are you talking about? But they're like trying to be nice. They're like, we don't think he's flirting with her at all. And and she's going off about how she's pulling all the weight in the relationship. And they're, I think, being very reasonable. They're like, Derek's not a bad guy. Like, I think he's a teachable guy. I think he's a guy who, um, you know, you can tell him something and he'll listen to you and take it to heart. And you won't have a problem from there on out. Like, and that's what we've seen on the TV. And she used that opportunity to belittle him and basically call him a child. Or worse than a child, really. Right. And she says, he's he's a nice guy. And that's really all that there is to it. Um, Mm -hmm. She's insistent on the fact that Derek doesn't do anything. Yada, yada, yada. I can't believe she said, you're ruining my marriage. Girl, what? 
Right. I would be mad if she said that. Yes. I I mean, who was she talking to? Unbelievable. Because I would have a problem with that. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, so Brandon and Michael are talking outside and Brandon says that he's basically been wasting his time trying so hard with Taylor and Taylor's talking to Austin and Derek because everybody else has left the table at this point. And <laughs> he says the same thing that, you know, she's been making a lot of sacrifices for Brandon, that, but he's not really holding up on his end of the bargain. So this Somebody is on the truth. It, it, I, exactly. I don't see it for either one of them at this point. So then we get back to Michael and Brandon and Michael reveals that his uncle passed away and that when he was trying to do the funeral arrangements, he got emotional and started to cry and that Mika had no reaction, didn't try to, you know, uh, cuddle him or, or calm him down at all. Do you believe yeah, that? I, would... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, considering what happened after that, then it seems like a complete lie again in that moment I thought to myself yeah that's probably not the kind of uncle that you need to be even making arrangements for like in like he raised him uncle like this is like your uncle just uncle and why are you making funeral arrangements what why isn't the aunt cousins you know whoever else doing it Right. So I kind of got confused about the relationship level there and that maybe he was taking it to the extreme saying the whole point is that he and Brandon, again, were in cahoots planning on leaving on Saturday. And it sounds like that was the case. He used his uncle's funeral as an excuse to uh, say he had to leave. Right. And and that definitely comes back later. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, on the one hand, we can see that Mika is not an overly emotional person. She's not very warm, we'll say. But I just have a hard time picturing him crying in front of her and her not doing a thing. Well, because we've seen him cry several times. And we've seen her. So she was probably thinking the same thing we were. Like, what do you mean, you know, this is your uncle? Not that it, we've lost uncles. But... At what point did it become your responsibility to, to set everything up? You know, right. that's the part I was like, okay, why are you doing it? Right. 
and are you doing it? <laughs> Maybe the better <laughs> Um, So Brandon says that he thinks that Taylor is not in a place to be married, which I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't know if I agree with his reason why. Um, but so then Katie comes back to the table and but as soon as Derek laughs over something stupid that Taylor said, she gets up <laughs> again and walks away. So at that point, everybody's like, okay, Derek, you need to be the one to, to go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Up to find her, and she says that she's so annoyed with how he acts towards other women and that she doesn't feel special as his wife and that he hasn't initiated anything like sexually or physical with them. And he was like, well, you've been on your period for six days. And she's like, well, oh my God. married people have sex when the woman's on her period. And he's like, but I tried to initiate something with you and you turned me down last time. So then that she- was way too much for me. And I guess, I don't know if people actually do that normally. I'm not interested in it. Uh, I don't know. Like, who is being intimate when they're on a period? If that's part of being married, then I guess I, I mean, I guess I'm probably not going to be married ever because that's just not, <laughs> that's not something I'm interested in. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of people do, but I also think, like, if he doesn't want to, I I just wouldn't think that that was that big of a deal. Um, It wouldn't be the end of the world. And especially, like, if you guys are two, not even two months into a relationship, I think it's okay if he's like, I don't really want to do that. Or uh, Yeah, that's true, too. Like, that's something that you do when you way beyond comfort. And you're like, okay, well, we... We're way past that. Eight weeks in? No, that would horrify me personally, but that's just me. Right. So, but then he, I mean, he did say that he tried and that she shut him down. So then we get, she's stomping off again. And she's like, don't follow me, don't follow me. But you know, he just, he it does a smart thing by following her. Because if he did, <laughs> that would have been another issue. That would have been issue number seven in the ne- in the past 45 minutes. So, so she's outside and they go and talk outside. So she goes on and on about how he doesn't act. She goes, well, you don't act like such a loser and such a weirdo around everybody else. Which <laughs> is like, what are you hoping to accomplish by saying something like that? And he was like, well, that's because I'm able to be myself. Basically. Um, and then, you know, then she walks away. This is walk away number four. <laughs> Of all of her walkaways and slam doors and talking through blankets and doors. <laughs> we should have had a walkout counter at the at the bottom of the screen. Um so then Jessica and Austin, it's bedtime basically. Jessica and Austin go to bed. They're like shook by everybody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, let's just go to bed. So Austin goes to bed in his khakis, by the way. Um, So before Mika and Michael go to bed, Mika says, you know what? I think it's best that we sleep apart. Obviously, you're feeling some type of way. And I just think that, like, it would be fake, basically, for us to be sharing a bed at this point. Um, And then Mika says that Michael really isn't stepping up and that the decision to remain married is completely up to him. His response to her when she said that was like, okay. I'm like, damn, dude. (laughs) You really don't care. All the stuff you've done? 
Right. No, you need, you need to be trying to be, crawl, crawl into that bed. And that's why I feel like he's pulling a Brandon. It's like, okay, you're claiming that she wasn't being emotional towards or trying to comfort you in your time of need when you were emotional about your uncle. And I feel like he took that, if it happened or not, and it's like, oh, just like Brandon took Taylor using that video, which was valid, but he took that inch and took it a mile and was like, oh, this is why we're not going to work because you're not doing it. And I think he's do. I think Michael's trying to do that with Mika. Oh, he's totally Brandon's funky. Everything he did, everything he did, he's trying to do. And like I said, you, it's almost like the cool kid and you're trying to be like him, but you can't. He's trying to play that role, but he's doing it so obviously. Like So obvious, but also like the cool kid is a freaking psycho. So right. that's probably not going to be working for you. So, well, um, yeah. So what happens? At, okay, so then we see Derek. He walks into the bedroom. Katie's hiding under the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to apologize to her, but she won't move. She's looking like Uncle Fester or whoever. Like she was. Probably, go ahead. She was probably so hot under there, but refused to come out. <laughs> so, I'm like she got to burn it up. She has to be. Trying to make a point. Right. <laughs> just the, the little 4-9 ball of heat. Trying right. To prove her point. So exactly. he, he's sitting on the bed. He's like, listen, I'm really sorry. Uh, you know, I, he's apologizing for something he doesn't need to be apologizing about. And she won't respond. So he's like, all right, well, I'll just hopefully we'll talk in the morning. <laughs> So then we see Taylor. Brandon's still outside staring at his phone for God knows what reason. And what because they didn't have no cell phone service. Exactly. I don't know what he was doing unless he has like a super phone, super service phone, whatever it was. I I need to know who his provider was because if everybody else didn't have it, but he did, then he obviously has something going on there that we didn't know about. He's probably playing some game that you don't need cell phone service for. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he can. he's still got his AirPods in. And Taylor gets on his lap and she's like trying to be flirtatious. Which, why? Because you know that he's mad at you and he hasn't been trying to talk to you this whole time. Um, but she was like, oh, you know, I saw this video uh, of you on Instagram. On this Instagram account. And this is where he's like, okay, well this is my end to start an argument. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know that place is one of my clients, right? <laughs> one of my accounts. And she's like, no. <laughs> he was like, so, well, yeah, I saw you on the Instagram account, too. She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I saw it. She's like, I knew that I was on it because she's like, I wasn't tagged on it, but my friends told me that I was on the account. And so I looked at the Instagram and I saw your video on there. So um, then he what happens after that so he gets upset and basically is saying that like you're out with your girls which later he you know he's telling michael that he's that she was out with boys but he was like Mm -hmm. oh i see this picture of you out with your girls and i don't feel like you're thinking like a married woman what Uh, i was so confused about that whole thing i had to watch it twice so it sounded to me like he they were at the house together. He decided he wanted to go to work, but maybe it wasn't like a full work, like full eight hours. Cause I don't think he works like that. 
but like maybe an event. And so she was going to go hang out with her friends during the event, but then they never reconnected afterwards. And she came up with that whole, I fell asleep when somebody was supposed to use the bathroom thing. Like that was kind of shady. It, it, I don't, both being weird because she said like like you said like I guess he works at bars so maybe there was some event that night she said that she was gonna go to sleep but then when she found out that he was going into the city she was like oh I have friends in town so I'll just go right. them, so I'll drop you off and then mm-hmm. I guess the plan was for her to pick him up and then they would go home together but she said right. that he went home on his own and so mm-hmm. she stayed out and she's like the only reason I even went out was because you were going into the city and I was like well might as well so that whole thing sounded shady I, I, shady. I believe Brandon on this one I think there was some kind of miscommunication and even though unfortunately I've got caught slipping a couple times in the <laughs> sleep mode um, <laughs> you don't fall asleep that fast when somebody you let somebody go to the bathroom and you passed out until the next morning i can't i can't believe that well i guess she said that she passed out and then she woke up at three and texted him and it was like oh he was done by then right and so i guess she said well i'm just gonna stay here until the morning because it's already three morning i don't know it was, no, it sounded like he was saying they have you on video. You realize I was going to see that because that's my account. And she's like, oh, well, they tagged me in it. It The whole thing just kind of sounded like really on her because I kind of felt like she, I, I, I don't know how you fall asleep that quick. I don't either. Well, um, unless you're being shady, which sounds like she was. Unless it was, you know, her friend um, Tochi? In the, the car. A time fall asleep rather quickly, so I don't know who you're saying you don't know. <laughs> well, I know that's what I'm saying. I, I have been put into that scenario, so I shouldn't act like I don't understand, but <laughs> I also feel like it, her story just doesn't add up either because, yeah, it, it just doesn't add up. It does, but you know, her friend Tochi, the bodybuilder guy, mm-hmm. I wonder if he was there. Because if he was there, I definitely would not. I wouldn't never have called back and fallen asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if she was doing the right thing, then you say, like, listen, it's late. I think I'm just going to stay here for the night and then I'll pick you up in the morning and we can go on this retreat or something. That would have been the proper thing to do if she was not being shady. So I do agree that something happened or she was being weird in some kind of way. But, again, I think this is another situation of, like, him finding something that she may or may not have done. But she obviously did something wrong in the way, in the sense that it was sketchy. And he's making a big deal out of this. He's, like, a pig and shit, like, so happy that she's messed up so he can pop off about how she's not wife material and how he keeps trying and how great he is and how she's not doing anything. Um, so they're going back and forth. And at some point she says, no, bitch. And he was like, (laughs) that was funny. (laughs) That's horrible. You don't say that to no man. Come on. No, not, not for that. Not for, not because of that. Um, 
And he was like, you know, that gives him all the ammo that he needs. He's, you know, Taylor rightfully says to me that he, she's like, you had all day to address this and now you're going to pop off on me. And she pops off back at him and then goes inside. So well, this- bitch, calling some dude a bitch is almost like not somebody who's straight, especially like that's either saying you're acting like a woman, you're acting like a man who's not straight. Um, it's very, very offensive. It's, it's, it's very emasculating. And I don't, I, that was awful. She should never have said that. Uh, yeah. Um, she, she shoots herself in the foot. I think that uh, back to the argument, she went from sitting on his lap to he brings it up and she just went from like zero to a hundred real quick. And right. I don't think that was that that to me is automatic guilt because if you didn't do anything, you would have been like, Oh, what, what, what are you talking about? As opposed to just going all the way off. And And a good point. Like you have been stewing about this all day. Like why, if you had a problem with this, why didn't you, but she went about it too hard. Right. Yeah. And she was lying. She was with Tochi. And he put her out for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Night, night. So, yeah. So then she walks, she goes back into the house. So Brandon's all by himself. And he turns the producer and is like, well, I think you guys should stop filming me. So then Leaf, the producer says, he's trying to take his mic off. Leaf says, don't touch that because that's not your property. And then they go toe-to-toe to each other. We see Leaf get in the camera. They're, like, standing there face-to-face. And Brandon's like, what are you going to do? And then he's taking yeah. his mic off all slowly. And basically, like, Mike drops it into, literally, Mike drops it into Leaf's hands. And um, he's like, basically, like, are you going to put your hands on me? Like, here's your mic back. Um, are they not allowed to touch the mics? I mean, what's that up? What's that all about? I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the producers were coming with that, but this is the first time that I know of where the producers have really been filmed and engaged twice, <laughs> really this time this right. season. So I don't understand what the deal with the right. mic is, and maybe that's a a part of their contract. But I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, this is three times if you count Mika finding out that Michael was lying about his salary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she asked him. Do you, <laughs> you want to want, do you want, do you want them? Yeah. <laughs> well, did anybody answer? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't think you should answer. <laughs> so Leaf asks him, he's like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. And Brandon's acting like Billy Badass. They're now, everybody, like, Brandon and production's now in the house. Brandon's calling them, leave a piece of shit. He's saying to, to the woman, he's like, you're just as much of a piece of shit as he is, which was disgusting. Well, I was like, any, any chance that you thought that he wasn't acting up on the, in previous um episodes and especially the one in the beginning at the honeymoon any Mm -hmm. opportunity that you had to think that he wasn't that type of person was completely squashed in that moment any um 
defense mode that his aunt and mom gave him, talking about he's not that type of person. Oh, yes, he is. Because that was awful. Awful. And there's nothing in that, nothing in what the producers were doing that would need him to say anything like that. And an apology is not acceptable. Because that's, it's just, it's, you, you've gone way past that at that point. Right. For me to call somebody a piece of shit, which I don't think I ever have, like, it would have to be <laughs> extreme. Really. Well, uh, yeah, I've probably referred to the current president that way. Uh, exactly. Not <laughs> doesn't want you to take the mic off. I mean, these people are paying you at the end of the day. You chose to be on this show. Right. So, me like the fact that they that the first producer would even get in front of the camera shows me that they have had continuous problems with him and they've had enough oh yeah and that and the fact that he felt so comfortable just going all the way there yeah that was awful that was real bad it gets even weirder because now he's in the room that Taylor, he and Taylor were supposed to share. So Taylor, he he walks into the bedroom and Taylor's like, do you still have your mic on? Do you still have your mic on? And so he doesn't really say anything. So he goes into the bathroom and she follows him. He's like, don't put your hands on me. Don't put like, he's like getting all hype. Like she barely touched him. She like barely put three fingers on his arm and he's acting like, she just decked him. Um, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, don't don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. And then we see cell phone footage of his saying, can't, videoing her saying, "I need this as evidence because you like to lie about." <laughs> Sir, you're like you're a battered woman. Um, so then. <sighs> Yeah, he's like, I'm using this as proof. And I think it's very interesting that he gave them that footage. Right, yeah. She was scrambling in that moment, too. Well, I just want to, I just want you to be here. And I think she just didn't want to get left alone, which she knew was about to happen. So she knew that she was going to be the only one there single. Right. I You could tell that she still wanted to argue with him. And you could tell that she kind of shifted once he started recording her into being yeah. like, I just want to have like a nice conversation with you. You know, I'm just trying to come to an understanding and they're going back and forth over what happened the night before. And then finally the producer walks into the bathroom and is like, just step <laughs> you yeah. guys are not about to film this episode. Cause right. that's what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then Brandon moves to another bedroom for the night. Do you think that they are sexually frustrated? Um, I mean, we know that they're not having sex, and they they haven't had sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, with each other, or they're either extremely sexually frustrated with each other, or they hate each other. It could be both. You're thinking this is a thing of like, you guys just need to get this out of the way and maybe things will be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have something with that. Um, so um, it's now so, the next morning now- and the, basically still the only people who are happy are Jessica and Austin. 
we see Katie and Derek in bed. Derek's already fully dressed for the day, but he's back in bed pretending like they just woke up. Uh, I saw him, he had a belt on. Like, sir, I know you didn't sleep with a belt on. Um, You guys have clearly been up because you're holding her down. Right. So, right. So Derek apologizes again for what? I'm not sure. But then he says, you know, I'm sorry for not making you feel like you're a priority. And, you know, Katie says it was a combination of how she had been feeling and the fact that Taylor said at dinner, like, oh, you're so lucky to have Derek. He's such a good guy. Which is not his problem. <laughs> it's not his, that's not a reason to be mad at him because somebody thinks he's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, she says, like, uh, she's like, people don't understand the truth of our situation. And it makes me look like an asshole. And I'm like, no, you repeatedly walking away. And making people uncomfortable makes you look like an asshole. <laughs> um, right. But people complimented you, and I couldn't stand that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you don't think you're an asshole saying that him being nice to somebody makes you want to throw up? Their <laughs> marriage by being by laughing, like maybe that makes you seem like a jerk, stupid. But they make a vow not to fight that, not to fight that day. <laughs> and he promises not to make her intentionally jealous anymore. Well, uh, I, I still don't understand how she can treat him like that, knowing what kind of cards he holds as far as insurance. Because I'm like, <laughs> girl, you are in dire straits with your life, right? Because you have to take these shots, these injections, right, periodically. And they're very expensive. So the fact that you t- demean this man and treat him the way that you do is... But you had no problem taking your insurance off and having him put him on yours. And he's so immature. He makes you want to throw up and he doesn't deserve compliments. That's beyond me. I mean, this is such a college age relationship. This is like a 19, a 20 year old relation, like argument. This is not something that you should be having when you're ready to be married. This it's very immature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right that you have at a keg party, you know, <laughs> not yeah. not on a couple's retreat. Right, a keg party is exactly right. That's the kind that that you have at a, a frat house when you're 19, 20 years old. Shouldn't be drinking in the first place. Right, and you're mad because he held some girl's legs up to do a keg stand. This is right. a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's basically what it's like. Right, so... And, and, then, and then he's like, fuck Taylor. I was like, what? That well, wasn't right. That was the callback to when she told him that she wanted to get the house, or she wanted to keep her townhouse, and he was like, no offense, but fuck you. And he's like, yeah, well, no. Yeah, I know, but, but I was like, oh, so now it's bump Taylor because... She's tripping. Taylor right. didn't do anything wrong. Not a thing. You were talking to her. She wasn't really talking. She was just responding to what, what you were saying. Right. And I think that they're probably both two people who are friendly and upbeat. And maybe that comes off as flirtatious to other people. But I think that they're just like bubbly people. That was crazy. I was like, okay, now you you had this fun time with Taylor. But now fuck her because... Your wife is tripping. Okay. 
Um, so Jessica and Austin go on an excursion of their own. They go to a cavern tour. I mean, it was basically pretty boring, except for they threw pennies into make a wish. And Jessica said that her wish was that Austin would tell her that she loved him or that he loves her and that they would both say yes in, uh, on decision day. She's like, I could see being in this relationship forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. That's so happening. Yeah. I, I can't imagine something would have to go really wrong for them for him to say no. And yeah, and that's not going to happen. Right. So then uh, Mika and Taylor are talking. They're making some kind of meal, and they're discussing... Oh, no. Oh, I forgot the part. Okay. They had breakfast, and Brandon and Michael decide to leave. But it doesn't seem like anybody... Well, it seemed like people knew that Brandon... Because Brandon said that he had to go to work. But nobody had any idea that Michael was also leaving. He claims to do stuff for his uncle's funeral. Um, So production is going to be taking them back into the city Mm -hmm. and then back. So that was the agreement. Like, y'all can leave, but we're going to take you and make sure that you come back. So Mika had no idea that he was leaving until Michael's bag was already on his back and he was fully dressed and ready to go. Um. So she's annoyed about that. She's like, you know, she's like, I understand if you have stuff to do, but the fact that you didn't communicate that, she's like, I found out when everybody else found out, which I don't think is okay. Um, And so, like I said, production's going to give them a ride, but Brandon has already locked the doors to the minivan. (laughs) He thinks that he's, the, the production is tricking him into filming in exchange for a ride, which they probably are because you're on a show. And so if they're going to be spending money driving you from the city and back, yeah, you're probably going to get filmed. Um, so <laughs> leave. And so Michael then has to be this negotiator and production he got played. He got played. He, he got completely played. And he called and he said, I don't trust you. <laughs> So that's where your flunkiness ends. Uh, right. Friendship is over. Friendship over. <laughs> so production's like, listen, if Brandon doesn't unlock this door, he's got five minutes to get himself together or we're not taking either, y'all. Uh, so Michael's trying to make it work out. And then I, and then he said, Brandon gets out of the car and starts walking down. Like, he's... I don't, like, I don't know, like Tom Sawyer or something with his backpack over his <laughs> arm. Like, he's gonna, what, walk all the way to D.C. for a scout? Right. Please, try, try. Right. Obviously, he changes his mind because then we find out that they they went. So, okay, so then Mika and Taylor, the boys are still gone, so Mika and Taylor are discussing whether or not they want Brandon and Michael to even come back. <laughs> But they're both like, well, I kind of do hope that they do come back. If, oh, but only if they're going to make an effort to like be nice and mm-hmm. try to make a, you know, make strides in their marriage. And Mika says, you know, he shows up, but showing up is not enough, and that he has to be willing to do those uncomfortable things to to explore those moments in order for them to maintain their relationship. Yeah. So. Then we get Derek and Katie. Derek somehow stole keys to a golf cart, which I'm guessing production just gave him. Um, right. so, so then they go off to like take a tour of the property. Um, 
Derek makes her stop at some point so he can pick flowers for her. Um, yeah, I'm like, what? How did you steal? How did y'all steal? Steal a golf cart? But she had on a bathing suit, ready to go to the lake. <laughs> how did that happen? You um, know, that, and then she was so excited. Well, she she referred to it as real hood rat shit. Right. You're golf. You're in a golf cart and a paddle boat, girl. That is not hood rat shit. That's, that's like a golf cart. I've been waiting for him to steal something this entire time. What are you talking about? You what took, are you talking about? You took the the estate's golf cart and you're riding around on a on a pebble path. Right. A <laughs> like, where are you that that's hood rat shit? But anyway. They go find a lake and they go paddleboarding into the sunlight. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> She's happy because he's being a bad boy, whatever that a is. Bad boy in a golf cart because that's what <laughs> that's what hood rats do. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, the hood rats I know don't ride around in golf carts. Trust me. In boat shoes. In boat. But okay. Right. <laughs> and they're definitely not on a paddle boat. Right. <laughs> so. Um, Mika and Michael were going to go on this ghost hunt, but he hasn't come back in time. So she and Taylor decide to go. Taylor says that she got a text from Brandon basically telling her like, oh, enjoy your retreat. I'm not coming back. Um, right. Taylor says that the only fun she's had in the eight weeks of this experiment has been without Brandon. So she's kind of happy. Um, and Mika says that she's happier to talk to to the ghost than she is with Michael. (laughs) I agree. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I don't that whole paranormal experience they had in quotes was just weird. Like, what were those robots? I mean... <laughs> they were making noises and the lights were beeping. That's not a paranormal experience. That's a robot that somebody probably had. Somebody's got a button in their pocket. Yeah. And oh my god, the thing beeped. Because <laughs> they made it beep. Right. No. Well, I was like, but- that was the craziest thing ever. Like, I'm surprised they even aired that because it was so ridiculously funny. It was stupid. And and they got him on recording saying, what did he say, allegedly? I'm right uh, here with you. 
I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody hit, hit the remote and it said that, you know, I'm like, if I'm going to, which I'm not going to do because I would probably need to wear a diaper. But if I was going to be in a paranormal, paranormal experience, I want something to like, I want like air touching me on my back. I need somebody saying like my name or, you know, uh, I need to see some shadow or something move. You know, I don't know. But a, a robot that you're controlling with a transistor radio is not going to work for me. A little speak and see, speak and say isn't isn't cat and cut it for me either. Right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was so stupid. So everybody's back at the house. Michael comes back in time for dinner and the guys go out to grill and Michael tells them that he doesn't feel supported by Mika and that he doesn't know that she cares about the fact that his uncle died. So then they go to dinner and here comes the bullshit once again. So Mika starts, or Jessica actually starts asking like, oh, how was your trip? And he was like, oh, you know, so keep in mind, they left at breakfast time. Whatever time it was. Let's say it was mm-hmm. 11 at the latest. So Michael says that they didn't get into the city until 2. Um, and then so there's... He started talking, Mika's fork just stopped. Right. She knew. <laughs> she stopped eating and looked at him mid-sentence like, this fool is about to start lying. And Jessica asked the perfect question because she's like, well, hold on. You just got there after two, but you were already on your way back at four. How, how much did you accomplish in that amount of time, knowing that you did all these other things in between? Right. So she's like, did you get to see family members? And he's like, well, I was there and everywhere. And so I didn't really get to, like, spend quality time with my family. She's like, okay, well, but, and then he said something. This is where he started. This is where he should have just not left this out. He could have left this detail out that he would have gotten away with it. But he says that they had to drop Brandon off to go get clothes. And she was like, well, why didn't he, if he knew he had to work, why didn't he just pack clothes with him? Yeah. And he, he says something, and then they're like, okay, well, then he says something about how Brayden went to work, and, but then there was also some festival. And, and they parked at it instead of dropping him off. Right. So he's then he said, like, he basically went with picking Brandon up and, and taking him to the festival that he didn't really get anything done until 3.30, but then he said earlier that, like, they decided not to leave until after 5, so traffic could, you know, calm down, and so they're like, well, did Brandon mess you up by, like, having to get his clothes? And he was like, not really. They're like, well, mm-hmm. if Brandon had somewhere to go and go to that festival, why didn't you just drop him off? Like, why did you guys need to park? So right. then, basically, they figure out that, like, Michael went to this festival with him and mm-hmm. Really probably didn't do much for the funeral at all. She's, she's right. like, it doesn't sound like you needed to go into the city. It sounded right. like you wanted to. Um, he got called out for being the flunky that he was. And <laughs> why would you even, like, he just said he didn't trust you. Why would you want to hang out with this dude? He's right. been playing you all weekend. Exactly. So Taylor's sitting at the table staring at her phone saying bullshit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so then 
you know, um, yeah, I just loved how Jessica played this because she was like, this doesn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. And so Michael gets up and walks away and says that this is ridiculous. And that was the end of the episode. And he was like, see, now y'all see how he's been acting. I could not believe him. Mm. It was terrible. And he got up just like he normally does and walked away. She's like, like, he's been saying all this time that I'm the reason why he can't be open and why he lies because he's not comfortable with me. But look, now he's doing it to everybody else. So it's not just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your little ball told me to just be patient. And now look at where I am. I'm kind of glad that Jess was asking, like she said, the questions because it made it where she didn't have to do it. (laughs) So somebody else can tell that you're lying. Yep. I was really glad. And again, I was glad that she didn't do it because then he couldn't turn around and say, oh, you're trying to make me look bad. Right. In front of everybody. Mm -hmm. So So that was the end of the episode. What... uh, what do you think? What are your predictions for? Well, first of all, part of me is still upset because the crock pot never got used. Second of all, I'm still trying to figure out when they're going on a dolphin swim. Never. Yeah, I don't know. January. Uh, they had the next episode showing Mika looking happy which I'm like how girl you can't still be trying to give this dude a chance how I I don't understand understand that I don't know what her motivation is to remain married to him at all Mm -hmm. and then they they showed uh, I guess Derek and Katie still Dilly down, and they were skipping rocks. I don't know where this was. Um, they showed, seemed to allude to the fact that Brandon and Taylor were saw each other again, and they showed um, a camera angle from up high. But I wasn't sure if that was like prior footage that they were just going to recap, or if it if they see each other again. What do you think? Well, do you want a little bit of a spoiler? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So I, spoil, I mean, it's, we're not on this call by ourselves. You got to spoil it for everybody. <laughs> true. Um, so I, and then we did see Jessica getting upset again about Austin's work schedule. Well, that also looked like a recap. So I don't know. Cause... It, it seemed like I had already seen them yeah. wearing clothes and sitting in the same position. Like it seemed like That's they were. I thought it was a recap. Yeah. Yeah. But who do you think is going to make it work? And who do you think is going to say no? I really hope everybody walks away except Jessica and Austin. Um, Mika and I can't imagine Mika and Michael making it. I think 
she would probably be willing to say yes, but I think he's going to say no because he's checked out. His eyes aren't even open half the time he's talking. Um, I hope that Katie says yes and Derek says no, <laughs> although I have a fear that it's going to be the opposite. I think he's going to say yes and she's going to say no. Oh, when we did um, conversation with her father, what did he say? I can't remember what he said to her, but he was giving her advice about well, she said he's a boy. He basically said, I think you should give this more of a chance than you are. Right. But she ain't trying to hear that. Um, so I, I hope that she says yes and Derek says no, but I feel like it's going to be the other way around. Um, Mindy and Matt, Zatch, we already know. And Brandon and Taylor, we pretty much already know how that's going to work out because they just can't get along. Right. The only thing that I'm wondering are, I feel like Minnie and Zatch are going to come back for decision day because in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, they always do the, like, they're all sitting down about to talk to the experts about what their decision is. So I wonder if they do come back if something happens. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm confused about that and I'm looking forward to it. I think even though they've made the decision, I think it's just part of the show to to come back and talk about what happened. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. Yeah, maybe just talk about where they are at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So thank you for coming on again. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, I This particular episode was a complete shit show. Like, it almost made me feel like um, something that should have been filmed on MTV years ago. <laughs> I I started off uh, started off the season and, and other seasons because I've watched other seasons taking these people seriously, but this uh, that was what good. happened in this particular episode was completely way off track the the producers are in it now people are acting up it it was pretty bad that was gonna be my other question does this season make you want to watch a future season more or less i'll tell you what um if they don't every show needs some drama and every show is gonna get some drama um, but if they make it to the point where it's a, a shit show, then, you know, no, I, 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 this is the first time I felt like that, like that. I, I agree. I, this, I feel like in, even in the past, uh, few seasons, but more so now that yeah. it seems like the experts or whoever production, cause we know the experts aren't really doing that much work. Production has not been doing such a great job at matching people. Mm-hmm. And I think I want more time. Because, like, Jessica and Austin are, like, the nice couple, the, like, good couple, quote-unquote. But they're also not interesting. Like, I want to see a couple that is, like, really doing well and, like, I like them. Like, I would like to see, like, a Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blind. Like, maybe not that corny, but just happier than Jessica and Austin. Well, I think they should have a, a couple a couple that's happy. I think they should have a couple that learns to grow in love during the eight weeks. 
a couple that is completely not getting along at all. And then a couple that it's kind of hard to tell, like last season where you had um, the the tall guy and Iris, Keith and Iris, where it was yeah. kind of hard to tell, where you kind of thought like they they get along, but they really didn't. So I think they need to try to cast better in that way where everybody is not, I mean, this, this season was just, it was just a complete piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you well, can have different scenarios and the four I gave would be ideal where you have, you know, one that's automatic. Yes. One that grows to a yes. One that you're not sure could be, could be not. And then one crap couple that you just kind of toss out, you know, that they're yeah. just there for ratings. Yeah, I agree. I would like to see a couple that actually is like growing and like trying and like maybe it's not the best but like they actually come together like it, it's either like everything's great jessica and austin or everything's terrible <laughs> well know? i think last season they did pretty good i, I you know the um well <laughs> elizabeth and jamie were a nightmare but the and then even they're together but um deanna and greg were that couple i Feel like they kind of started off a little bit shaky not necessarily argumentative shaky but like i don't know if i really am into you but they're they wound up you know working it out and they weren't overly loving during the show right but they grew they grew that's a good example mm-hmm. yeah and i was genuinely surprised that keith said no Whereas, like, I can't think of a couple that I would be genuinely surprised if they said yes or no. Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised too. I, I thought that they would. I thought that she would eventually give into the physical once they were off camera. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's like, no, sis. <laughs> You two are sexually immature for me, and I'm not trying to keep this going, even pretending that I am. So yeah, yeah that was that was a little I, that caught me off guard. But that was part. That's a good drama. That's right. a good drama where ne- nothing really negative happened, but I was heartbroken for her. Well, right. <laughs> but it definitely caught you off guard. It, it caught you off guard with have without having it to be disrespectful. Right. Cause, I mean, it, she obviously was not expecting him to say no. Like, she was going in there a real chipper. And it didn't work out like that. You could tell she was like, oh. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, America was like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody I was, was caught. Something a little bit better than that. But is there anything else that you would like to add, Cubby? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm good. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, want to see how this goes for the rest of the season. But I think we pretty much know better than any season ever who's doing what. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, again, thank you so much. Maybe I'll have you come back. Maybe not for decision day, but the episode that they do after. To see yeah. Where, you know. Um. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.